Welcome back. Hour number two of the Bill Michaels Show. Glad you're with us. Thanks so much. As always, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Quick Trip. And if you're looking to do some grilling, chilling, that kind of thing, you're good to go. They've got all, all of your uh, tailgating needs, that's for sure, or picnic needs. Or if you're going to get out and about, and obviously the fuel to provide it, to send you anywhere you need to go. And they are also, speaking of sending you somewhere, they're also uh, doing a lot of stuff with Road America for the upcoming NASCAR series race that's going to be coming here during the July 4th weekend. And they want you to get registered to win a vehicle. So go to Quick Trip. Go into Quick Trip. Use your Quick Rewards card. You're good to go. That's our friends over there at Quick Trip. Time now to uh, talk a lot more about this NFL draft. Uh, John Cooper from Our Lads Scouting Service. Go to OurLads.com. Joining us on the hotline. John, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. So give me, uh, I don't want to get into the whole grading thing, but just give me your thoughts on what the Green Bay Packers did overall in addressing many of their needs or just stockpiling more talent for their team. Well, I think that's the key thing. You know, you want to go to a draft and answer your needs with players that, you know, are, have value at that spot. And I think the Packers did a good job of that at this point. You know, we, we like to say that drafts are like wine. You know, you don't know what you're going to get until they age a while. So that's hmm. uh so we don't we don't grade them real heavily. You know, after, after the OTAs, we put what we think. But uh, you know, right now we think the Packers did a. You know, we like what the Packers did. So the, let's start in the first round with the two defenders, both out of Georgia, Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt. Both of these guys stout at what they do. The Packers needed some additional depth there. How how much stronger did the defense get just by the addition of those two guys? Well, you know, I think in this day and age, you know, your your uh, nickel defense becomes um, is going to be on the field seventy five percent of the time for most teams, and I think the Packers drafted to upgrade that uh, sub package, which really isn't a sub package. Uh, you know, Quay Walker is going to be on the field for every down. I mean, he's a solid in coverage. He can match receivers. Uh, you know, backs out of the backfield. He can run the seam. Uh, he's a good run and chase linebacker. Good change of direction. Can take on blocks. Uh, solid football player, you know, that uh, should, you know, be a nice uh, match with Campbell. And those two guys should, uh, you know, they'll be on the field every down. It could be a very nice tandem. You know, Devontae Wyatt, you know, he can be a five technique in their base defense. But more importantly, he can be an inside pass rusher in their in their nickel. And uh, I think he's upgraded that area, you know, tremendously. For Green Bay, you know, he gives you some physical presence that can move quick. You know, he's quick at the snap. He can run. He can chase. He can rush the passer. So you've got a solid football player. So let's go because I, they also needed obviously a wide receiver and they needed offensive line help. Let's start with Christian Watson. Christian Watson, a lot of people already had their eye on here. Then they ended up getting him in the second round, moving up to get him, not giving up as much draft capital had they moved up and pick up one of the top six wide receivers in this draft. Christian Watson goes next. Give me your thoughts on him. Well, you know he's he's got upside player. He's got speed. He's really what they need. They you know we felt that the number one thing they needed in a receiver was somebody that can take the top off, uh, which is, uh, you know, not something they have right now necessarily. Uh, that is a, he's going to have to develop, you know, he played at a lower level. Uh, he's got speed. He can run right. He's a decent route runner. Uh, there's some things he has to develop as far as that goes. You know, it's not just about speed, but he's got good hands, uh, He's got some. Uh, he's, he's a solid football player. We had him, you know, like lower in the second round, uh, upper third. But what we found is teams were 
jumping, the receiver run was crazy, you know, in terms of how fast they were going off the board. We had some guys with third, fourth round grades that were going in the second round. So, um, uh, and that's where some teams really didn't get a receiver as a result. Uh, but the Packers, I think, got a couple of them that are decent that can help them. Now the uh, the offensive line needed some depth help. And when you talk about Tom, uh, uh, Zach Tom uh, playing right tackle, a lot of people wanted to compare him immediately to Elton Jenkins and how good Elton Jenkins can be. So you tell me, is Zach Tom a good pickup in that fourth round value-wise because they needed to solidify that right tackle position at least until Elton Jenkins returns? Yeah, you know, he can play center, he can play tackle, and he can play guard. I mean, he's, uh, you know, we, we kind of project him as a guard more than a tackle, but he's played left tackle, so he's he's obviously can do it. I think he's going to be a nice swing player uh, for the Packers, I think maybe like a sixth man on their line, and he can play that right tackle spot if Jenkins can't. Um, but, again, you know, he's got some – he's an experienced player, uh, he's played a lot of spots. He's a quality foot player, and we think he's good value. But, you know, we're not sure he's going to be a bona fide starter at right tackle right away. Uh, but he could be. The uh, the other depth on the offensive line, they get Rasheed Walker in the seventh round, Ryan Shea, the uh, left guard, if you want to call him that, and kind of pigeonhole him there for right now. Right, uh, Shea, uh, Sean Ryan, I should say, excuse me. Uh, he, he, he comes in the third round. Give me your thoughts on the rest of those guys. Well, I like Ryan a lot as a guard. You know, I think he can step right in and play guard right away for you, uh, even though he was a tackle. Uh, he's, uh, you know, he's, there's a lear- little bit of a learning curve there, but uh, we projected him all along as a quality guard, even though he was a tackle. And I think that's where he's going to be, and I think that's what the Packers see in him. Um, you know, the other uh, lineman, Walker, is interesting because – we had him projected a lot higher, and we don't have access to the injury, the medical reports, and we understand now that what dropped him to the seventh round is something with an injury history, uh, you know, a knee possibly. I'm not sure exactly what it was, but injury concerns did drop him. If he's, you know, look, looking at his film, you know, he's going to help the Packers right away. The rest of the wide receiving core, we talked about Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs. Uh, they also picked up, uh, was it Samori Touré or Tori? Um, yes. Give me your thoughts on those two guys as well. And I would assume that there's going to be another deal made at some point to bring in, at least attempt to bring in another veteran wide receiver. But those guys taking kind of the buckshot approach of just shooting the target as many times as possible and hoping something hits. Yeah, you know, well, Dubs is a guy we like. I mean, he went about where we thought he would go you know, in the draft. Um, you know, he's a solid route runner, uh, decent speed, a little tight-hipped. And, you know, his, his uh, route running ability is involved in his ability to change speeds to create separation. You know, he's uh, you know not going to make those great lateral cuts to get open, um, but he's he is a solid player with decent hands, uh, you know, possibly fit in the slot. Um, he's a little tight-hipped, but uh, he's a very good returner as well. He can help the Packers return game. The uh, the rest of the NFC North, we were talking a little earlier about the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings, the Lions, the Packers all traded with each other within the division during this draft. You don't see that very often. But, I I mean, going no. at least to the Lions trade, 
the Lions, I think, uh, patience, so I think, will prove out to be worth it. Putting him on that turf, Jamison Williams, once he recovers from that knee injury, that speed will be accelerated there. Also, the Vikings, I thought, got better in the secondary because of some of the deals that they made, and they desperately needed secondary help. It seemed like everything worked out for everybody, and that's usually kind of the best trades. Do you agree? Oh, no question. No question. I look at the drafts of the NFC North, and I think you know every team in the NFC North answered needs and got some quality football players. I mean, uh, you know, I, you know, Detroit didn't have a lot of picks, but we really like what they did. You know, and down the line, they got a player that we like a lot is the linebacker, Malcolm Rodriguez. Uh, undersized, but he can play. And, uh, you know, the safety from Illinois, Kirby Joseph, very mm-hmm. good football player and for one year. <laughs> so I think that's why he went down. If you look at his – if he would have played all three, you know, for his whole career like he did his senior year, he probably would have gone higher. Um, you know, obviously Williams and Hutchinson are two very quality players. You know, first excellent first round picks. Again, Williams with the injury, uh, that's that's going to be a question. You know, Minnesota getting the two defensive backs, and the Bears getting the two defensive backs. They got immediate starters right away. You know, with uh, Booth and Scene, and uh, you know, uh, down the line, a nice linebacker and Asamoah, another corner and Evans. It could be a slot corner potentially. Um, you know, again, they kind of tip in their hand and what they want to do, they're going to be a zone-heavy team, it looks like, because that's what those three defensive backs are good at. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what – but, again, like you said, they did well. I still think the Packers are the team to beat in the NFC North, and, and I will until probably Rodgers is gone. Uh, at this point, I'd have to say, you know, Minnesota, they did some good things. They'll probably be that team vying for that second spot. What what do you think of Chicago? I mean, because I think Detroit got exponentially better. They needed they needed weapons and they needed secondary help, and they got that. Uh, give me your thoughts on uh, the Chicago Bears. Well, the, the Bears, you know, got two immediate starters in Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker, uh, and we think uh, those are quality football players that that are going to help them immediately at positions of need. Uh, you know, the offensive line has been a problem. Uh, the defense. You know, I think they could have gotten uh, – they didn't really address the interior of their defensive line. They got a nice situational pass rusher in Roberts Robinson from uh, uh, Miami, Ohio. And they've got some upside offensive linemen who it's kind of hard to predict how they're going to do because they didn't get anybody until the fifth round with Braxton Jones from Southern Utah. Uh, so it's, they've still got a ways to go. But I think the two first round, the uh, uh, two second round picks are going to make them better on defense, and I think they're going to be a better football team on defense, you know, because they're going to have healthy guys. They're not going to have Akeem Hicks always coming in and out, and and uh, the same thing with Mac. I mean, those guys haven't been on the field enough to really make that defense solid, and so they've loaded up on some picks. You know, they didn't, they're like the Packers; they didn't get a receiver. You know, uh, that was one of the top six. You know, and they got a guy that's, you know, we think is a little bit of a project in Delis Jones. Um, you know, he went uh, a lot higher than we expected, but he can run and he's a good returner. He's going to help their return game. And, um, you know, he's got some possibilities as a solid slot receiver as far as run after the catch. So, uh, so yeah, they helped themselves, let's put it that way. But they're not, I don't think so- they're ready to compete for a title. 
Right, right. No, I would agree with that. I I just don't know how much better they got, and we're going to have to wait and see, obviously, with the coaching change and such there anyway. But uh, a lot of talk after day one about the teams that have really scored big and whether or not that held out through the remainder of the draft. You look at the Jets and what they did, the Giants, what they did, the uh, Detroit Lions and what they did. Who really, uh, you know, as we sit here today and start to give all these grades, if you will, who really, really kind of nailed this one? Who looks really good coming out of this draft? Well, you know, as far as answering needs are concerned, you know, uh, you know, there's a lot of teams that did that. You know, the team that I thought really got good value was Baltimore. Uh, you know, getting um, Hamilton, you know, when they did, getting the center, Linderbaum. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, obviously they gave up a player in Marquise Brown, and I'm not sure they didn't answer that need in the draft. So that, you know, bothers me a little bit. You know, they got probably the highest-graded guy that dropped out of the draft and free agency in, in, uh, in the UDFA in uh, Polk. But, uh, you know, they got some very good receiving tight ends, which is a big emphasis of their offense. But, uh, you know, we, we think they did very well, you know, with their draft. Got a slot corner, um, got a corner that can help them. Uh, the safety, obviously, is going to give them, you know, a, real, a quality secondary. So, yeah, we, we like what they did. Give me your thoughts real quick. Pittsburgh needing a quarterback. They did not allow the Pittsburgh kid to get out of town. Uh, Kenny Pickett, they they grabbed him in that first round. And then they back it up with Pickens in the second round. And many, many thought Pickens might have been a really high-end draft choice had it not been for some of the character issues that he had. And, and so they feel that he kind of fell because of that. Now, whether or not he had that first-round talent, I don't know specifically. But to get Kenny Pickett and then back it up and get another wide receiver that everybody considers to be pretty good, seems like Pittsburgh got better as well. Yeah, they did. Yeah, Pittsburgh had a good draft. Uh, you know, the quarterback, he was the only quarterback we thought was NFL-ready. Um, and, and even then, it's questionable. But uh, the quarterbacks went the way we, which is surprising to us, because they went the way that, uh, you know, we had them graded. Uh, you know, we, we looked at the need and thought Willis might go in the first round. But uh, as far as the way we had him graded, he wasn't a first-round pick. And, uh, and Pickett was the guy we thought would go first, and really the only guy with a, you know, even a borderline first-round grade. So, uh, yeah, and he's a solid player. He's, you know, he's from there right there in Pittsburgh. So, you know, they, they did well. John, always great to talk to you. No, I appreciate it. Thanks so much as always. And it's always great to talk to you and pick your brain just to kind of see what uh, you guys who do this for a living think of what the the Green Bay Packers and so many other teams did throughout the NFL. Certainly appreciate it. We'll talk again soon. Okay. Okay. Thanks a lot. Thanks, John. Talk to you. There you go. John Cooper. He is with Our Lads. Go to OurLads.com. O-U-R-L-A-D-S. OurLads.com. That is the draft Bible. The draft Bible that I use. Uh, and I'm sitting here right now for those watching on the uh, the Bud Light live stream. Uh, that's the draft Bible that I use right there. Our Lads Scouting Service. Fantastic. Uh, detailed depth and information. And uh, it's just it's it's such a good such a good guide. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away and take a quick break. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at uh, Dwayne's Cover It All. Dwayne's Cover It All. They are up in Wausau. 
And our buddy Dwayne, we've already heard from him today. He loves the draft, by the way. So if you're looking to get any upholstery work done, uh, maybe a boat cover provider, or if you're looking for, say, a canvas awning for your business or such, something like that, you can call up there. You can not only get the work done, but maybe even talk a little Packers draft with them. 715-870-2119. That's 715-870-2119. And if you're looking for a fantastic boat to go along with it, or maybe you buy a used one, and you think, oh, I need a little bit of work. But if you're going to go get a great deal on a new or used boat, get a hold of our friend Todd over at Skipper Buds. Go to skipperbuds.com. You can check out their huge selection of yachts and pontoons and sport boats, deck boats, fishing boats. They have the best in water sports, and all you got to do is stop it. Now, I go to the one in Pewaukee. That's where you can get Todd, 262-544-1200. But he can do deals all over, 262-544-1200, 5441200 and uh, I know that a lot of people aren't doing, you know, European vacations and there's still covid restrictions and all that kind of stuff. So let's enjoy it right here in our own backyard. We got so many lakes, so many areas to go boating. Check it out over at Skipper Buds 2625441200. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael show is coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Glad to have you back. Bill Michael show, we continue on. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a, uh, a shout, by all means, that's the phone number to do so. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, I do want to get to everybody chiming in over on the Bud Light live stream, and I want to get to all the emails and such and tweets and all that kind of good stuff. But, and I will be uh, putting this out on uh, the Facebook page, and you'll be able to find it over on um, uh, over on the uh, the website as well. Where did it go? Now i got to find it. That stinks. Um, but, so for those of you that have been wanting to know about uh, the – Cigar dinners that are going to be coming up, they're back. They're back. We're going to be out on the road again this year. Really looking forward to it. And uh, I know I have them around. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So we start out our first one. And the tickets are not on sale yet. We're confirming everything. But uh, write it down Monday, June 6th. Monday, June 6th. So we're about a month away. Monday, June 6th, we're going to be at Ironwood Golf Course in Waukesha, which is just about 20 minutes from here at the home bar. But uh, Ironwood Golf Course, Ironwood Golf Course. There's going to be Wednesday, June 22nd at Celebrations. We're coming to lacrosse. Wednesday, June 22nd, we're coming to lacrosse. Monday, June 27th, we have not ever, ever been to Kenosha, Wisconsin. Cortezzi's going to be down there. Uh, we've got Wednesday, August 17th, Cedar Creek Golf Course. Monday, August 29th. Uh, got to check on that one because I'm not sure of the location and, and specific, uh, specific, uh, specificity of the date. Hard for me to say. And uh, then on Wednesday, September 7th, Pine Valley Golf Course. Monday, September 12th, Wasota High Shores uh, in Chippewa Falls. We're going to be back there. And then Tuesday, September 13th, back to celebrations in La Crosse. 
So quite a bit of traveling. That's just for the cigar dinners. We're also going to be heading up to a, a new sponsor of ours, which is Forgotten Fire Winery. We're going to be uh, heading up there hopefully in the next few weeks, if not uh, on a shorter date. But we're trying to get up there in the next couple of weeks uh, to get up to one of our new sponsors, Forgotten Fire Winery. We were talking about winery uh, and wine on the show a couple months ago, and all of this came up. So you want to stick with the hometown team, so to speak. You want to stick with uh, right here in our own backyard. So Forgotten Fire Winery, right up in Peshtigo, just south of our good of affili- affiliate Menominee Marinette, WMAM. We're going to head up there, and then obviously we're going to do another uh, weekend stay at some point and head up to Four Seasons Island Resort. Going to be traveling there. we got a couple of motorcycle rides, some golf tournaments that we're playing in. So all over the place. Look for us. And the other aspect of this, and I just got an email today, said, hey, are you going to be out and about doing any of the Northwoods League games this year? Hey, you know, I love Wausau, and I love the Woodchucks and the renovation they did to that new stadium. Uh, they're putting the Dock Hounds in place as we speak out in Oconomowoc. Uh, I love heading up to Lacrosse for the loggers. Great time there as well. Green Bay, we're going to be back in the Green Bay market relatively soon. So look for that. Look forward to that. Hint, hint. Uh, there's the uh, the Kingfish down in Kenosha. The Chinooks in Sheboygan, up in uh, really the Mequon area. But uh, so many places. I love the Northwoods League. So if you want us to come out, get a hold of us, and we'd love to come out and do some shows out in those areas as well at many of our affiliates. So, and we got golf tournaments, the Rice Lake Golf Tournament, going to be doing some stuff in Eau Claire eventually as well. So there we go. We got a lot, a lot of uh, travel coming up this uh, this season. So look for us. Uh, this is from our buddy Dave. So what do you think of Dan Orlovsky and the Four Letter Network grading the Packers draft as a WTF? Um, I get it. it. It's, he, how do I put this? Dan Orlovsky is sitting there saying, you have two years of Aaron Rodgers. Go all in. There is no tomorrow. You don't have anything in Jordan Love. Everybody's seen it. We've seen it. You've seen it. Unless he takes some just exponentially huge leap this season and he comes out and sets the world on fire in the preseason, you you don't have anything. So now there is no tomorrow. This is where you have, you know, the, the, the drop in the sounder of Apollo Creed yelling at Rocky going, there is no tomorrow. There isn't. You got maybe two years, three if you're lucky, before all this seems to come crashing down. So he is saying you had all these wide receivers there. You needed wide receivers. You needed weapons. Your defense is good. It's not great, but it's good enough to get you there, and your defense only gave up 10 points in the postseason. That's it. It's not your defense that's the problem. Yes, you got better. But it's not your defense that's the problem. What your problem is, is you don't have anybody to throw to for Aaron Rodgers. This is Dan Orlovsky, funny you should ask, on the ESPN Network. Orlovsky, what grade do you give the Packers? <laughs> I'm going WTF+. plus. <laughs> I'm like, what the fudge plus? Like, listen, the plus becomes... You're a better football team. I'm with that. You got good football players and great defense from Georgia. Awesome. I don't think you're any closer to winning Super Bowl than I did when you started this draft. We all know what the flaws of this football team were or where the needs of this football team were given where they were last year and then the loss of Devontae Adams. You're not going to win the Super Bowl because your defense goes from top 10 to second. You're not going to win the Super Bowl because you give up 13 points in the playoffs and this time you'll give up 10. 
They needed skill position help. I thought they needed to draft two receivers early or make a move to go get one, and they didn't do either of that. There you go. That's Dan Orlovsky talking about what the Packers needed in his eyes and in what the Packers did not do and the problem with it. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Agree? Disagree? You can give us your thoughts on that. 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break, come back, continue to talk some Packers. But I would be remiss if I didn't go back on what I had said last week, address it, and then move forward. Because as many of you hit me up yesterday to say, what do you think now? And I, I'll, I'll give you some props. But i got to tell you what I'm talking about when we come back. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Continue on, I want to remind you, if you're going to do some grilling, maybe uh, just get stocked up for the rest of the week, or maybe you're getting ready for a good tailgate. You're going to head out to the ballpark, whether it's tomorrow night, Wednesday night, uh, the day game on Thursday, whatever it may be, go to Robert's Specialty Meats Waukesha. Robert's Specialty Meats Waukesha. And you can get yourself some of the ribs on a stick. Al Capone, sausage, or the roast. Want to make it individually? You can. They also do catering. So if you got, let's like, say, a golf event coming up, or some kind of an outdoor event happening. You got a motorcycle ride that's going to end somewhere, whatever. They do a lot of catering as well. So if you're looking for a really good sustenance meat butcher, your hometown butcher, that's our friends Paul Robert and the gang over at Robert's Specialty Meats Waukesha. That is Robert's Specialty Meats Waukesha.com. Again, Robert's Specialty Meats Waukesha.com. 877-867-1670. All right, I got to say this. Okay, here we go. Last week... When Chris Middleton went down, I said, boy, Bucks played some good basketball without Chris Middleton. But come on. They were expected to win. You know, it was the Bulls. The Bulls hadn't really taken that next step yet. You got to walk before you can run. You know, and the Bulls did not shoot well. And I said, you know, you run into this good shooting team that can hit from the outside, and, and the Celtics are so much better from the outside than – what the Chicago Bulls are. And the box without Chris Middleton, kind of the straw that stirs the drink. I just don't know. I got a bad feeling about this. But I said, look, if you can steal game one, that changes things. That changes things, okay? But didn't think it could happen. So I come in today. I sit here, and the box early on looked like they were just kind of going through a feeling out process. It was like two boxers, you know, jab, jab, take a big swing, jab, jab. Take a swing, jab. Try to land something, jab. You know? And then the Bucks started figuring it out. Defense on the inside. Keep the elbows in. Keep the elbows in. Hit, 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 hit. Block, 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 block. You know? Just the presence of Bobby Portis, Giannis, and Brooke Lopez down low and in the paint kept the, kept the Celtics out on the perimeter. There were times where the Bucks didn't even defend the perimeter. Now, remember, they're one of the worst three-point defensive teams in the league, but they will force you outside because of their inside presence, okay? So they'll force you outside, and 
they were leaving the Celtics wide open. Nobody was hitting. So you can look at it and say on one hand, you know what? Bucks didn't play great defense, but they did good enough, blah, blah, blah. You know, but the Celtics just missed shots. If they miss shots like that, then they'll lose. But if they don't miss those shots, they're winning that game easy. I don't know if I believe that. The Celtics don't have an answer for Giannis, who just beat their ass, just whooped them. That was it. He said, inside, no problem. You collapse three, I'll take them. You collapse two, I'll take them. You collapse one, I'll dominate. I'll dominate. Then Grayson Allen has stepped up. Pat Connaughton has stepped up. Drew Holiday has stepped up. Hell, Bobby Portis hit one from the outside, stepped up. Brooke Lopez didn't even get in the mix from the outside. Didn't even get in the mix from the outside. They didn't need it. Giannis was on the inside. Brooke Lopez was the rim protector down low. And then from the outside, he had the other guys hitting. They didn't have a problem bringing the ball up the floor. As much as there was this... And I've never been this cash money fan because cash money comes and goes. Okay. One night he'll give you the the buzzer beater the next two, three, four nights. He just, he just kind of quietly does his thing, but I've always said he's kind of the straw that stirs the drink. Man, this team has just been on a tirade since Chris Middleton went down led by Giannis. Yes. Do I think that they can win a championship without Chris Middleton at all? No, no. But yesterday, was an emphatic stamp on this series early. It was a it was an, an initial punch early that I did not see coming. I thought this team would just kind of maybe lose game one like they've done in the past, regroup, come back strong, maybe have a good showing in game two, possibly lose game two, and then come back to the Pfizer Forum and hope that you get some more acknowledgement out of Chris Middleton that, yeah, I'm going to be ready to go back now. We find out today Chris Middleton not going to be in this series. That was the word that came out earlier today. Chris Middleton most likely not going to play in this series. It's going to be reevaluated, but most likely not going to be playing in this series. Okay. Are you good with that? I'm good with that. Not that I think Chris Middleton's a bad player because I don't, but – if this team plays that same style of defense, that's what they're winning with, transition defense. And they hadn't played this style of defense for about half a season. And then it started to kind of come on, and then the return of Brooke Lopez has just changed the look of this team defensively. So I have to kind of come in here today, eat a little crow. It's not that I thought the Bucks would lose the series, because I, I, I said I think it's going to go seven games. But... I really thought, defensively speaking, the Bucks just couldn't defend the three, and they weren't going to be very good at all. And Boston was just going to just shoot them to death from the outside, and that was going to be the end of it. And, boy, I was wrong. Boy, I was wrong. 877-867-1670-877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, feel free. 877-867-1670. Uh, the Honey Badger is going home. Tyran Matthew, uh, according to many, Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, and company, uh, and uh, Mike Triplett as well. The Saints have agreed to a contract with the all-pro defensive back Honey Badger, a source confirming. The Honey Badger grew up in New Orleans, started LSU, and the Honey Badger is now coming home. There you go. That's a little bit of breaking news. Can he play quarterback too? He cannot. He cannot. I don't know what he's going to do to bolster that team other than just be what you be. But uh, I don't know if 
unless Jameis Winston went to some kind of a uh, mountaintop to get guru teaching, maybe the uh, the Dalai Lama would speak to him the way he spoke to Aaron Rodgers, I guess, not to throw the ball into harm's way. Maybe they got a legitimate shot because, uh, let's face it, Jameis Winston got a good arm. And for as many interceptions as he throws, he throws touchdowns too. And he can throw for a ton of yards. It's not like they don't have any weapons. But uh, but they, they're trying to bolster their defense as well. And they jumped up to get uh, – they jumped up in the NFL draft as well early on in this one. The Saints did. Saints went up and got Chris Olave out of Ohio State. And then they proceeded to kind of bolster the defense. And now they're doing it again with uh, bringing back the Honey Badger. So – yeah, I, 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 not to say that I think they're going to all of a sudden win the division, but doing a lot of things in the right direction and through just an unbelievable amount of cap casualty for that team, as strapped as they are. 877-867-1670. So, agree, disagree, we're talking Badgers, or excuse me, we're talking Bucks. We're also talking some Packers football. Let's go back to the phone calls, talk to Joe. Joe, welcome to the program, The Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man? How you doing? Yeah, you, you know what uh, Mel Kuyper this morning said? I'm stunned that the Bucks beat the Celtics. And I think a lot of people I are. I'm wondering if Stephen A. Smith is getting worried. Uh, that he's going to have to come back to Milwaukee? Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. I hope he's getting a little bit nervous. He, uh, I, I did not see what he had to say today, to be honest with you, because uh, we go oh, on the air at the same time that, that uh, first and take I, goes I, on, I, but I didn't see what he had to say. And it's got a stat about the Brewers. I went sure, through all the OPS, the OPS, the 105th, first 150 listings of the OPS, and yeah. the Brewers had three players in there. The highest one was 48. And you were still mm-hmm. tied at Saturday when I looked. They were still tied for the Mets with the best record in the, NF, in the National League. Mm-hmm. So their, their pitching has got to be that good. The, their pitching's outstanding. And their pitching yeah. has been, and even yesterday their pitching was good. Well, yeah, right. I mean, the pitching ways. wasn't bad. It was just they didn't get it. They didn't bring in a run. Yeah, you're not going to win that way. You're not going to win with one hit. Nope. Completely agree. Yeah. Completely agree. Yesterday was a good day for the uh, for the Brewers. I just you know obviously not being able to only three hits total on the day. Corbin Burns takes the loss, but Corbin Burns, guy, appreciate the phone call by the way. Corbin Burns, seven innings, four hits, two runs. Ten strikeouts, one walk. The one long ball obviously, you know, cost him. But he's sitting there with an ERA of 193, and his record on the season is 1-1. One and one. That's a damn shame. Now, I'm not going to complain too much because the Brewers are 15-8, and 7-4 and four at home. They have the division. So, I, you know, I'm not going to complain an overwhelming amount. But... You know, the, the New York Mets, 16-7, and seven, Brewers 15-8. and eight. Brewers are two games above the Cardinals right now in the standings. But in the, we saw a resurgence of the bats on, on Friday and Saturday. So I'm not, I'm not overly complaining. I just feel bad for Corbin Burns because he's out there just – he's just giving it. You, you just want to see this guy. When he pitches like that, you just want to see him get the wins that he so, so richly deserves. It's like when he and Woodruff go to the hill, they just don't score runs. It's it's painful. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up again. 877-867-1670. Let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break, come back. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show. 
on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Friends of Cunis RV, go to CunisRV.com. That is CunisRV.com, Wisconsin's fastest-growing RV dealer. And whether it's a motorhome, a fifth-wheel, a camper van, travel trailer, Cunis got you covered, representing America's most reliable and best-selling RV and camper brands, such as Jayco, Dutchman, Forest River. Forest River is beautiful. Nexus, Thor, Heartland. There's Keystone, Winnebago, Redwood, Sunset Trail, Cruiser. You, you name it. They, they carry it. Beautiful RVs, camper vans, many, many, uh, many motorhomes, all that kind of stuff. Stop in any one of their many now growing throughout the state of Wisconsin and beyond the borders locations. You can take advantage of the summer pricing, the deals that are coming up, the APR financing while it's still low. Get in now. And they also offer top dollar for your trade and consignment. And if you're within 50 miles of a dealership, they'll come and get it, not charge you for it. New. No, let them deal with uh, the hassle of showing it, having people kick the tires, walk through it, so to speak. No, they'll take care of it. Go to Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. That is CunisRV.com. There you go. Um, what else do we have here? Talking Brewers baseball. If they would have bunted with two on, nobody out in the eighth inning, that game may have turned out a little bit differently. Um uh, Mike says, uh, don't uh, forget about the more breaking news. Urias is back. Yes. Saw that this morning. Saw that about the uh, return of of, of uh, Luis Urias. And that just solidifies your infield even better than what it was. Uh, George says, I think the gamesmanship on the Bucks part with Chris Middleton, uh, I'm hoping he'll be ready for game five or sixth at the latest. Bucks didn't play their uh, game in the first quarter. Boston's a little hobbled. See if that plays a part of this. Well, I'm not, you know, they were making excuses this morning. Well, Smart went down with that uh, quad contusion or thigh contusion, and then he had that shoulder issue early on, and he's well, he's got beat up. Well, so what? Chris Middleton's beat up. You know, Liana said he feels beat up after the game, but you got to play physical, you know, because it's the postseason. I 100% agree. 100% agree. 877-867-1670, Hit us up. Let's do it. Let's go to Mike listening to us in West Dallas. Mike, how you doing, man? What's going on? I'm doing good. How you doing, Bill? Doing great, man. What you thinking? Good. Yeah, I wanted to comment on the Packers draft. And, and by the way, great bucks win yesterday. Um, yes. Overall, I, I, I think the Packers did really well. I, I like the Walker pick. I think he's going to allow them to play two linebackers in that nickel defense, which is really mm-hmm. going to help their run game. Uh, that was kind of a weakness uh, last season. Right. But defensively, they should be top five this year. My only gripe is I, I really wish they would have drafted two wide receivers in the first two rounds. I, I love the Watson pick. I think he has DK Metcalf-like potential, you know, written all over him. But mm-hmm. when you look at the NFC, you know, the teams like the Bucks, the Rams, all those teams, they have two playmakers. At wide receiver, I think, you know, with Watson, we kind of have one and a half. We got him, and then we got a bunch of good role players, but I, I think we're kind of missing that extra piece. 
offensively, whether it be at who did, who did you let me ask you this, Mike, real, real quick. Who did you have your eye on in that first round that you would have gone up for? Uh, so there, I, I think it would have been too expensive. I would have prefer if it was me, I would have preferred they drafted Watson at 28 and then at 53, they take a guy like uh sky Moore or Alec Pierce, or even, you know, trade up a, a couple picks to do that. That's what I would have done. Uh, mm-hmm. if I were them, uh, but I would love to see them sign a guy like Jarvis Landry to be that number two option, because I think he's just better overall than, a guy like Cobb or Lazard, I think he just gives you more. Um, and I, I don't think he's going to cost that much. There's no way he's getting the 20 million that he's looking for. Right. Uh, in this, and especially all, all the teams that needed wide receivers, uh, a lot of them got their guys in the draft already. So I, I'd love to see a Landry or another, just another piece on offense. But overall, right. love the draft, and I, you know, they, they're a Super Bowl caliber team. So, uh, see, I don't personally think that they're done. I think there's going to be another move made. So you may get your wish via another veteran rather than having another draft choice come into this thing. And Mike, appreciate the phone call listening to us in West Dallas. By the way, if you're going to be in West Dallas, you got to go to the Wrestling Taco on 84th Street, just south in West Dallas, just south of the Wisconsin State Fair Park. Tell Marcus and Nicole and everybody down there how we look it. There you go. Coming up after the top of the hour, Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus is going to be joining us, so don't go anywhere. We're going to continue to break it down. Here's the thing. I was really surprised that Pickens, Alec Pierce, Sky Moore all went 20, 21, 22. I was a little surprised at that. When you started seeing the wide receivers, uh, Wandale Robinson out of Kentucky, Went 11-43rd overall. John Mechie out of Alabama went 44th overall. Then you saw the uh, Taekwon Thornton, the kid out of uh, Baylor. He ended up going to the Patriots at 50th overall. I was surprised those three guys went ahead of Pickens and Pierce and Moore. I, really, uh, I, I was a little bit surprised at that. Uh, but I think the Packers did pretty well for what i mean to get at, at number 34 the second overall pick in the uh, in the second round of the draft to get christian watson to move up to do it i thought for the value i thought that was a good pick i really did i like that 877-867-1670 mike renner pro football focus going to join us coming up after the top of the hour we'll get his thoughts on the depth of this team um this is uh ronald says why does everybody wish they would have drafted one of the hype receivers nothing is a guarantee when transitioning to the NFL, which that is true. That is true. And again, it's, it's, you're betting on somebody's future without having them prove it other than in a lower level. I I understand that. Uh, Darren says, I think Middleton's great. The offense seems to have good flow without him. Sometimes Chris can get into a bunch of the one-on-ones. I still think that we need him back during the run. But that's just my observation. I Going back to saying you hope that Middleton's back in game five or game six, I don't know. I, I Just by the way it sounded today, um, it sounded like they were basically laying down, uh, I don't want to say 100% ruling him out, but kind of ruling him out for the Celtics series. Kind of ruling him out, saying, yeah, they didn't think that that he would be he would be back for this Celtics series. So it's, you know, I, I, and again, I still think that he's an an unbelievably quality player. And I think that he adds a lot 
to this team, but not going to be there tomorrow night, not going to be there on Saturday. By the way, Saturday night and Monday night of next week, then this weekend and next weekend, going to be busy. 2.30 tip time on ABC this Saturday from the Fiserv Forum. And then again, uh, 6.30 on TNT Monday night. Then they go back to Boston should they need it. Uh, and that'll be on Wednesday, May 11th, Friday, May 13th, and then Sunday, May 15th. So that'll be when that uh, that second round wraps up. Whether or not they need all those games, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, I don't know if by, by May 15th, Middleton's even going to be back yet. We'll see. So Mike Renner, Pro Football Focus, going to join us coming up in the next hour and uh, right here after the top of the hour. And we'll get his thoughts as to what he puts the value at of this team and what the, the Packers did in comparison to other teams in the NFL draft. So we'll get into all of that coming up. So it was great to have uh, Mike join us today, obviously John Cooper. Uh, Connor Orr then at the bottom of the next hour going to be joining us from Sports Illustrated. We'll get his thoughts as well, and then Mike Clemens going to join us in the final hour of the show. Talking Bucks, talking Brewers. Brewers get two out of three over the weekend. Off day today. Cincinnati comes a call in starting tomorrow. And then you've got to the Packers in the NFL draft. You're going to get into the mini camps coming up. Aaron Rodgers says he needs to work with these young guys. Wants to be there. That's good news. Got a lot going on. A lot going on. Good stuff. Stay tuned. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.